Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Hello. You know, I've had a couple emails this week that, uh, well, actually want this week, but then these past couple months that said that they couldn't stand listening to my voice, that it was screechy, that it was loud. You know what? When I was a seventh grade teacher, I had to, to uh, it was kind of like recess. After lunch, the seventh graders got to go in the gymnasium and hang out for about 15 minutes just to relax, cool down, talk to their friends. We had 500 seventh graders in a gymnasium. I'm at the door on one of the monitors. There's only two in there. One of my students, clear on the other side of the gym, above, over on the other side of the 500 students, was getting ready to do something that he wasn't going to need to do because he would get him in trouble and somebody hurt. I saw what was going on. In my high, squeaky, screechy voice, I said, Jason! And clear on the other side of the gym, I saw this. Gotcha! Do you know what? That high squeaky voice is trying to get your attention to get your life in order so you're ready for the second coming of Jesus. So if my high squeaky voice wakes you up, thank God. Now, turn with me to Luke 8. I'm going to encourage you a little bit. I'm going to begin in verse 41, and you're talking back to me. I love it, so don't ever hesitate. 41, and behold, there came a man named Jairus to Jesus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, a ruler of the synagogue. This was no low, no guy on the totem pole. This was up on the totem pole. The ruler of the synagogue, he fell down at Jesus' feet when he saw him and besought him that he would come to his house, for he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay dying. But as he went, Jesus said, I'll come. In another version, he said, I'll come with you. But as he went, the people thronged him. Now I'm going to skip down to where it talks about this again. Verse 49. While he yet spoke, this was Jesus talking to the woman. While Jesus yet spoke, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, the daughter's dead. Trouble not the master. It's too late. It's too late. You know what the wonderful thing about Jesus is? It is never too late. It is never too late. Let's see what Jesus does. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Fear not. Believe only. Fear not. Believe only. And she shall be made whole. Are you in a situation where they told you it's too late? Fear not. Believe only. And she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John and the father and mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not. She is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out. And he took her by the hand. And he called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again came again. You know when Jesus took her hand, her spirit wasn't in her body. We don't know where her spirit was, but it wasn't in her body. Isn't that a wonderful thing that Jesus could say, 
made arise. And wherever, wherever her spirit was, it heard him. It heard him. And she came back. It said, and her spirit came again. And she rose straightway. And he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished. But he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Turn with me to Luke 23. It is never too late. Verse 39, Luke 23. And one of the malefactors, Jesus is on the cross. He is now nailed to the tree. He is crucified. And so is this malefactor. So is the gentleman next to him. Hung on the tree. This one's being crucified because he deserved it. Death sentence in the middle of it because he deserved it. He deserved it. And look what he says. And one of the male factors which hang railed on him saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him saying, Dost not thou fear God seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, we deserve what we're getting right now. I deserve that I'm on the cross, that I'm being crucified. And it says, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And look what Jesus says unto him. You say that there is no deathbed conversions? Look at this one. It is never too late. Are you breathing? Look at this next verse. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today, today, thou wilt be with me in paradise. That man was forgiven Born again on the tree, hanging next to Jesus. Still breathing. Are you still breathing? It's not too late. It is never too late. Turn with me to John 11. We all know this one. This is one of my favorite chapters in this Bible. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus. Of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. And you know what? He never moved. He stayed there for two more days. He stayed where he was. Didn't move. Now what's Mary and Martha think? Turn, go with me to verse 20. Lazarus is dead. Lazarus died. Too late. Now Lazarus is dead. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But this I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection 
and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Look at what Martha said. She said, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Are you ready for that resurrection? Are you ready for that resurrection? This high squeaky voice that squawks is saying, are you ready for that last day of the resurrection? And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And look at this next verse. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Shall never die. You know, I believe there is a group of us now living on the earth that will never see death. We'll never feel what it's going to be like to be dead. We will never have it touch us. Death won't touch us kind of fun place to be 27 she said in him yea lord i believe thou art the christ the son of god which should come into the world and when she had so said she went away and called mary her sister secretly saying the master's come and calleth for thee as soon as she heard that she rose quickly and came unto him now jesus was not yet come into the town but was in a place where martha had met him the jews then which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth under the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. Lord, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Now you're too late. Jesus is never too late if you will believe he is never too late if you will believe when jesus therefore saw her weeping and the jews also weeping which came with her he groaned in the spirit and was troubled it says he troubled himself if you walk in the spirit at all you know what that feeling feels like it said he said where have you laid him and he said unto him lord come and see 35 jesus wept he wasn't weeping because Lazarus was dead. He knew what he was going to do. Have you ever had the Spirit of God on you and that power moving in you that sometimes that's the only thing you can do is weep? How, how many times have we seen Doyle on this set working through something and weeping when the power of God is flooding his spirit? I love it. Then said the Jews, not just the Doyle does it, yeah. Not Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? But now it's too late. 28, Jesus therefore again groaned in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he's been dead four days. Four days days nobody has any question this man's dead and jesus said unto her say not i unto thee that thou wouldest believe thou shalt see the glory of god why was jesus wait four days before he showed up he says it right here that you can see the glory of god <clears throat> then 41 they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. 
And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had spoken, he cried with a loud voice. I wonder if it was squawky. This is Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. Four days in the grave. His spirit wasn't in that body. His spirit was not in his body. That was a body without a spirit. Dead. But it heard the voice of Jesus wherever it was. Wherever it was, it heard Jesus. Lazarus, come forth. And it went back into his body. And he walked out of the grave. Or maybe he hopped it since he was all bound. It says, and when he had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound, hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Then, then, oh, but he's too late. He's never too late. Four days in the grave, no problem. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Then said many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. Believed on him. How can these things be so? Turn with me to 1 Peter 2. You know, something similar happened to me back when I was first learning how to walk in this. We had a dear friend, an Air Force pilot, by the way, flew in the American uh, Air Force as a lieutenant, if I'm not mistaken, um, flew, he ended up getting cancer in his 30s, had just married, just had a little boy. The little boy wasn't even a year old. And he ended up with a bad case of fast cancer, and he was dying. And we found out he was in the hospital in a coma. They said it's only hours. They, they tried to, to save him with whatever they could back then. It, it went too fast. He was dying. He was dying. He was in a coma. He had no will. He had nothing set for the family. There was nothing that he could do. In fact, if I remember right, his mother had just died recently, and that wasn't even all taken care of. So there he's going to leave a mother and a child with nothing, nothing, nothing was settled. And I remember I was in my living room praying, and the Spirit of God came up in me and said, ask me to wake him up. At first, I thought, you're kidding me. He said, ask me to wake him up. You know what? There's one thing I love about the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of faith, the gift of faith. You talk about a catch-22. You talk about a trump card. You talk about when you need it and you don't have it, Jesus will give it to you. And I had the gift of faith rise up in me, and I said, death, back off. I said, back away. I said, let the man wake. Wake up, Raymond, wake up, in a high, squeaky voice. Wake up, Raymond, in Jesus' name. You know what? They called us the next day. They said, you're never going to believe this. Raymond woke up, totally awake, coherent, and he lived six more weeks. Six more weeks. You know what I believe God did? Not only did he take care of his wife and child, but Raymond took care of Raymond. Raymond got himself ready to meet Jesus. 
And in those six weeks, the Spirit of God didn't tell me to believe for him to be healed, to use that faith to be healed. He said, wake him up. Raymond woke up. Raymond got his family together. Raymond got everything done that Raymond needed to do. And I believe Raymond got himself right with God. And Raymond is in heaven today because God found somebody with a high squawky voice that had enough faith to believe God for the gift of faith to work in her. It wasn't my faith. You know, there's one wonderful thing about the gift of faith. It's not your faith. It's the faith of Jesus, and it'll do anything, anything it has to do. And now, how can this stuff be so? Turn with me to 1 Peter 2, verse 24. How does this work? How come it can, that it's possible that it's not too late? You know, if you're breathing, it's not too late. But they've already taken the house. It's not too late. Well, we're already divorced. It's not too late. Well, my child's already in jail. It's not too late. Verse 24, who, Jesus, his own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree. If you listen to a squawky, screechy English teacher, she will tell you this is in the past tense. It has already happened. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin should live under righteousness. And the next part, by whose stripes you were healed. You are forgiven. It is past tense. Jesus already bore whatever you did that deserves whatever you got. Jesus already paid the price for it. And by his stripes, you were healed. Were. It is never too late because Jesus has already answered. He has already given you the answer if you will believe. If you will believe. How do you believe? You trust in. You adhere to. You look at. You read day and night. You pray. You talk to yourself. What? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And the first thing you have to do is to be born again. How are you born again? When you are born again, you take the spirit of Jesus into you. It is born into you and you become one with Jesus. You become together and Jesus will lead you and talk to you and walk with you and bring you out and forgive you and heal you and do anything he needs to do to get you out of the situation you got yourself in. And thank God if you didn't get yourself in there, he will get you out because he probably is the one that put you there. I know. I've been there. To be born again, what do you do? You call on the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, come into my life now. I believe you are born. I believe that you were raised from the dead. And when you do that, he comes into you and you are on your way to be a son or a daughter of God. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, 
Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.